0: Just to launch this conversation. This is our playground.
1: They have spontaneous conversations. They don't play in this. I
0: mean, there's actually something sort of spiritual about that. What's he
1: do? He's a human being.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm a sexist feminist. We should be friends. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Welcome to another episode of the Rob and Callie Show. My name is Rob K and I'm sitting here in the springtime. June 1st, everybody. Welcome to June 2016. I'm sitting here with my really good friend Callie Albert. What's up, Callie?
0: Good evening, my dear. (laughs) Someone's got spring fever. (laughs) Bad. Uh Uh-huh. I do secretly. You're just more outward about it. Listen,
1: I was born in May, and I think I just come alive when the springtime <laughs> comes. You know, it's like, we're going to be all right. I just love it.
0: Yeah. In so, fact, we meet. I should probably just give everyone a little clue. And, you know, we meet on the street, right? Before we come in, we give each other a hug on the street. We say hello. Yeah. We chat, and you know, for about five minutes. We kibbets. We kibbets before we come inside to the studio. Right. But this time, you didn't see me waiting for you as you were approaching me. <laughs> I see you, like, giving this girl the head to toe and everything uh-huh. in between how
1: you doing <laughs> yeah well you cute. know it's that time of
0: year <laughs> hey, it's always that time of year.
1: It, it, this is true. But in the city, in the springtime, it's a really great time to be alive. So we want to welcome everybody from around the world that's listening tonight. If you want to co- call in and join the conversation, the number is 877-480-4120. I quickly also want to just tell the story, because we don't talk about this a lot, how we started this show, just for people that are listening for the first time.
0: Because we're enjoying our year anniversary week.
1: That's right. That's right. Happy anniversary, Callie. Happy Happy
0: anniversary, darling. Love you.
1: Love you, too. So um, this show started because Callie and I have been friends for a long time, and we used to have these Sunday morning therapy talks on the phone where we catch up with each other for the week. What happened to you? What happened to you? Give each other feedback, talk about it, and we're like, we should turn this into a radio show. These conversations are so great. And so here we are like 15 years later, and it's a radio show.
0: And this is our 47th episode, I believe.
1: Yay! 47th yeah, yes. episode. So, tonight, here's the funny thing about this topic. A funny thing happened on the way to the station. So, Callie brings up, uh, we talk about topics usually on the weekend. And then we tell Sam, our fearless leader at the station, this is what we're going to talk about. And so, I thought that to (laughs) talk, no. So, Callie was like, maybe we should talk about how people choose pain in their lives. And I thought she meant... Over pleasure. Cho- choosing pleasure over pain or choosing pleasure or pain. So the last couple of days, I'm like, yeah, there's so many things to talk about it that are pleasurable and enjoyable in life. And little did I know that she was thinking about talking about pain. So we're going to have the most depressing episode we've <laughs> ever had. We don't have music to go along with it, but it's something like dun, 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 dun.
0: Uh. Wah, wah
1: Anyway, or we so,
0: could say it's going to be a little bit of an S and M show, and just keep it at the pain pleasure place.
1: We could do that, and that's a whole different kind of show. But I can roll with it, Callie, because you know me; I am a New York City boy. And that don't that don't intimidate me. Okay, we'll know? table that for another time. Yeah, listen, I can give a good spanking. Anyway, so here's the thing: <laughs> tonight we're going to talk about how sometimes people choose pain, and sometimes they choose pleasure. And the challenge in life about that. And so I was thinking today to get spiritually serious for a second. I was thinking today about I'm
0: sitting cross-legged tonight for the first time. So I'm ready for you.
1: There you go. So, um, I was thinking about, I think it's Eckhart Tolle in The Power of Now, and he Mm -hmm. talks about the pain body. Mm -hmm. And I think that is one of the challenges that we have as a soul on this earth, you know, for self-growth and to grow through pain because, you know, no pain, no gain. Sometimes pain, I've heard the expression, pain is necessary, but suffering is optional.
0: Ooh, I like that.
1: So he talks about the pain body, and I don't remember exactly what he said because I read that book a while ago, but I think that that's part of the challenge and the work that I've done in life where... Whether it was karma in past lives, whether it's childhood stuff or just life stuff, I think we all have a certain amount of pain, you know, our baggage, whatever, and it's our job to kind of sift through it, sort through it, work it out, process it, and you know, get it out so that we can what I call clear space for love and abundance to have a home. And that's the work, just to keep getting rid of the negative. And so when we talk about when we talk about choosing pleasure or pain or choosing pain or pleasure, I think it's really about the fact that we have the choice. And for a long time when I was young, I thought I had bad luck, I thought Mm -hmm. life sucked, I thought, oh, I had a really tough life so far, things never work out for me. I had these negative thoughts, I had that belief system that I was a victim of the world. And then I realized that I could control my thinking and I could choose different thoughts and I could choose different people in my life and I could go where it was warm and I could have a really enjoyable life different than what I experienced before. So for me, it's it's about practicing those positive choices.
0: And that's exactly the crux of what brought this topic to mind for me recently is I have a good amount of people around me that are continuing to choose pain over pleasure, whether it's, and I have, I'm just thinking of a few faces and friends that are all, you know, sifting, going through my brain at the same time Mm -hmm. that are either, um, staying in relationships for way too long or going back to relationships that don't make them happy. Mm -hmm. People that have, I've been hearing them talk for decades about relationships that they want to extricate themselves from and finally are all these years later. Um, I'm thinking of a friend who uh, has been in a job that has made her miserable for way too many years, that she's finally just gotten herself out of. Um, uh, Somebody else that has um, vices that they keep sort of revisiting, that they finally just sort of stopped. And so it just... Begs the question: Why? What is that about us that continues to perpetuate things that don't bring us joy? Because it seems so easy and rational, and yet it's not. And then the truth, if I'm going to do the deep dive here, is once I got done thinking about everybody else and wondering about them, I thought, well, wow, I have, you know, why am I spending so much time figuring out everybody else's stuff? Maybe I need to look at my stuff. Maybe I need to look at why I'm perpetuating my patterns and why I'm pulling certain people and situations into my life Mm -hmm. still. Mm -hmm. Um, And so really, you know, that becomes because everybody else is a mirror. But bottom line is, I do think that there is, I think that we're here on this planet, like you said, to work our stuff out and to come with whatever storylines that we have the ability to rewrite. Mm -hmm. If you're into the whole karmic sort of explanation for why we're here. Mm-hmm. And or even not, just because you want to fix your stuff and you know maybe die happier than you were when you were in your 20s or whatever it may be for you. Right. Um but I also think that it's fascinating um and and sad, not to put, you know, uh sort of judgments on, you know, adjectives to all of this, but the fact that we as humans are so capable of going back to what's negative or painful for us because it's familiar and safe it's a fascinating concept to me and again i have to look at myself and you know i'm thinking really probably in romantic relationships is where i um, have done it but i've done it also professionally and financially in lots of different aspects of my life Mm -hmm. so um i don't have an answer yet but i do think it's interesting that this is a very pervasive thing yeah you know
1: yeah well, we live in a dualistic world, right? There's positive and negative on earth. I mean, that's just part of being a human being on this earth. Yeah. That's what we experience. And so we have a choice every day about what we're kind of drifting towards or focusing on. And, you know, I, I talk about a lot how there really are two things in life. I think there's fear and there's love. And I'm either going towards one or the other. Yeah. And all day I'm making choices that I'm trying to make the best positive choices for me relating to my mind, body and soul because it affects everything. And I think it's what you said today when we were talking on the phone that this is really about breaking the chain, you know, breaking the chain of pain. And I think there are each generation gets better at being a little more positive, a little lighter. Maybe it's sort of I don't want to get too deep, but it's like a human. We evo- don't want to do that. Yeah, on I the know, show. God forbid. <laughs>
0: so, I feel like I'm I'm bringing that to you today because you're in a very lighthearted, very cute mood. And but, I feel like I'm well, the, forcing the darkness on you. The
1: great thing about me is I can balance things. <laughs> you know, I can balance things. I'm multifaceted.
0: You can go dark.
1: Yeah. So um, but I appreciate that. So. uh so yeah it's it's sort of about the fact that every generation gets better and it could be just human evolution you know the whole earth every generation is getting lighter a little more positive changing and different things happening but i think it always comes back to the individual and we each every day have choices we can make that are going to make us feel good or are going to make us feel bad and so it's really you know it's kind of empowering you know we all have the choice to do that and that's the good news you know if 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 we all didn't have any power over our lives, that would really suck and that would be kind of scary. And I think generations ago, maybe they felt that way where they're like, oh, this is as good as it's going to get. And our generation is like, oh, no, 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 It, it can get better. I've experienced that, you know, so keep the faith.
0: Yeah, you're reminding me. I don't know that I've told this story before, but when I th- I've re- obviously referenced my um, parents and their sort of mentality having come out of sort of de- depression era influences. And my dad has often said to me along the way, and it's a little bit of a zing. I don't know how much he means it to be that, but he says, you know, when I die, I want to come back as you meaning meaning that I have the luxury of talking contemplating all this stuff and thinking about what bliss is and trying to pursue my passions and for them it was just we've got nine people in one house with one bathroom and we need to eat tonight and I'm not you know I'm not saying that to be melodramatic that's you know that was the reality for yeah. many people of his generation yeah. the people he grew up around sure including his own household and so you're right some of it is that it's um you know uh it's a luxury on some level to be able to just think about these things. Mm. That said, I do think that we all get, or many of us get caught in some sort of a web of familiarity. I think about um, another very close uh, girlfriend of mine, we were just talking about this in the last few weeks, who grew up um, with a very difficult mom and a lot of challenges on that level and she and I was saying to her because now she's so processed and has gone done a lot of deep work and has a really great emotionally healthy outlook and um, sort of makeup and she's also got a lot of uh, children and she was intent on breaking that chain and breaking out of what have you know could have been perpetuated as it was for Um, perhaps some of her siblings that didn't break out of it. So that's where you do choose, but it's not easy and it's not fun. And sometimes on some weird level, it's almost easier not to break out. Yeah. You know, not more fun, not more joyful, but easier.
1: Yeah. Well, I think a lot of us get attached to the pain. We sort of have a relationship with it, you know, and then eventually most people make changes in their life when the pain outweighs the pleasure you know, whatever it is, when it causes too much discomfort, that's when we make a change. And so that's when I've usually made changes in my life. Yeah, it's like
0: a bottom out thing, regardless of in what capacity, right?
1: Yeah. So it's like, you know, even though, you know, I've I, <laughs> you know, i done a lot of work to where I can, you know, laugh on the air and things like that. Yes, you
0: have. And
1: And at the same time, it's like, you know, I still can get into a mood where, you know, I'm like, you know... Hello, darkness, my old friend, you know, that sort of thing. And it's like, all right, here I am feeling sorry for myself or, you know, reminiscing about something that happened 20 years ago. You know, let me uh, go do something that's going to change the subject and get back to feeling better, you know, or feeling somewhat good.
0: Have you ever gone through the the deprivation thing where you deprive yourself of certain things? Oh, yeah, sure. You know, sure. like, I've caught myself over the years, I try not to do this anymore, but, and I didn't realize it was a thing. It took a while for me to even really hold up a sort of a mirror and realize that it's what I was doing, but I would, so you're looking for something. What do you, he's, <laughs> he's looking around for something. Um, so. There have been time, I talked to a friend of mine about this recently who also had a, a similar issue, which is that she wouldn't like throw away socks or underwear that had holes. She wouldn't buy herself things that were broken, um, you know, repair things that were broken. She um, often would, do we have to go to a break? Okay. Um, she often would, um, you know, not like upgrade something in her house that she wanted to because she was always putting it off. Um. We'll continue that thought in a second, right? We're going to go to break. First, I'm going to invite everybody, if you'd like to call us after the break, um, to call us at 877-480-4120.
1: We'll be right back.
0: Welcome back, everybody, to this episode of The Rob and Callie Show. If you'd like to join the conversation, please give us a call at 877-480-4120. We are talking about picking pain over picking pleasure, and we're going to be talking about picking pleasure over picking pain. We're talking about both. Rob and I interpreted the name of the sort of the, the topic in very different ways which we is kind of cool.
1: We did. So now we have a really colorful episode. Lots of different things to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> and a few technical difficulties. Just a, a couple of glitches here and there. I
0: got a little thrown off Th- there.
1: Thank you for standing by with us, everybody. <laughs> that happens once in a while on the show, but that's what makes it really live <laughs> and spontaneous, is you never know what's going to happen on the Robin and Callie show.
0: <laughs> they always say that when someone's doing something live. That's what happens on live TV. That's what happens on live, live radio. It's the greatest excuse for everybody. I
1: know, I know. It's wonderful. So what happened, everybody, just to let them know, is I forgot some paperwork for the show and I was running around the (laughs) station looking for it and I thought Callie would just keep talking she's like what are you doing (laughs) so we are back
0: so we were talking about the idea of this is a maybe a lesser version of kind of choosing pain over pleasure but when you deprive yourself of things you know um like uh, the example i was using is where you don't throw away socks that have holes in them as kind of a weird example but when i started talking to some friends about this and realized that we shared some of these characteristics that that it was a thing yeah you know yeah or not like i just went out yesterday and i'm thinking i shouldn't be spending the money for x y and z but i went and bought like some new curtains for my bedroom and some new pillow throw pillows or whatever it was and it just completely changed my mood just these little tiny things yeah just a little tiny step like that. So it might seem like a very mundane example, but it really makes a difference.
1: It does. It does. And I think, you know, that's been one of the challenges for me, too, is that deprivational thinking and, oh, I can't spend the money on this. And, you know, I talk to clients and I talk to you know friends and everyone I know that it's about keeping that money flow going. Like when you hang on to money and don't spend money, especially if you really need it or it's something that will give you a lot of joy. And I'm not talking about going out and flagrantly buying something that you can't afford, but even little things like you're talking about, like, you know, going to get a massage or buying some flowers for the house or whatever it is. It's like you keep the money flow going where the money will come back to you, but you also choose pleasure. You know, you give yourself a little joy in life. And, you know, I don't know about anybody else, but <laughs> I'm not doing all this work so I can sit around and be unhappy. I really want exactly. to enjoy life more. And one of those things is that when I notice I'm depriving myself, I try and do the opposite. I'm like, no, I can afford this. I can buy this or I can do this or I can take the trip or, um Even, you know, sometimes depriving myself of company if I've been spending too much time by myself and Mm -hmm. isolating a little too much like, oh, you know, let me make sure I have some company for the night, you know, going out to dinner with some friends or doing something on the weekend rather than being by myself, you know, something like that. It's such little things we can do to make sure that we're enjoying life.
0: Yeah, that's a nice point. It's almost like acting as if, if you just really change your behavior. I had a, a girlfriend many years ago and when um, relationships and dating weren't working for her and she was bringing in the people that were not you know, right for her, weren't, weren't healthy relationships, a friend said to her, just do the exact opposite. Date the exact opposite. Yeah, be attra- Or at least feign your way through being attracted to exactly the opposite initially, You know, just to get into a room with somebody that you typically wouldn't. And yeah. I think it worked for her. You know, it's just sort of making just completely switching it up but like you said it's really it is important just to catch it and I I mean I'm completely guilty of this there are times where it becomes a little bit more of a discipline to lift myself out of a certain if I'm in a bad mood or if I feel like I'm you know making choices that aren't good for me or I'm perpetuating patterns that have long been you know overdue to change yeah. and I really have to stop and force myself because it doesn't come naturally it is sort of a conscious choice that you have to make and it's a discipline it's a practice to undo to change your wiring to break your chains whatever expression you want to use yeah. it really takes effort um, but it can be as simple as just these little choices
1: well, and it goes back to that belief system, yeah. you know when I was younger, I had one belief system that didn 't work and got me into a lot of pain and Then, when I hit bottom, like you were talking about, I was like, "Let me try a new way of life, let me try a new way of thinking, let me try a new way of living and so that has completely changed my experience of what my life has been like and what my life has been like and it hasn 't been that hard see that 's the thing it's like I remember when I was twenty three I think I read The Sermon on the Mount by Emmett Fox. Have you ever read that? No, I haven't. Really great book. And he just talks about how enjoying life and having happiness in life is really about watching our thinking. That's where it starts. And you and I talk about this a lot on the show about Law of Attraction, that we all, if we watch our thinking, that affects our feeling, our vibe, and then that affects what we manifest in life. And when I realized when I was in my early 20s, like, oh, I can change my thoughts and that'll change The way I feel and my vibe, and then I'll attract different people, places, and things into my life that are better and more enjoyable, that's great. And that's constantly what I'm trying to practice. And even when I'm in the worst emotional pain that I can be in, I'm still trying to find the next best feeling or the next best thought. And sometimes you're right. It isn't easy, but we try and do it. And I think that's part of self-growth, and that's part of growing through things to get to the other side that's much more enjoyable.
0: It is. It's hard, especially if you did any of that make sense. I was like, yeah, I I I was actually I'm like, amen, brother. I'm like, listen, I'm like, you go. You sound great. (laughs) It It is hard, and it's and it's. and I think it gets harder the more you get locked into whatever the pattern is that's keeping you from the joy. And again, speaking for my own, I'm, I'm, I'm in it a little bit right now on a variety of levels too where I wake up every morning, I try to give myself more positive affirmations, and I know that I have the tools, and I've done enough work, and I know what to do, but I'm not necessarily doing it well or having it break through on a given day. And sometimes when... You're in a a space, or something's been going on for so long that you, you know, that you get into that, that that it becomes habitual in a way that does not serve you. Mm -hmm. It's hard to have these positive law of attraction manifest thoughts. But, you know, what like um, Jerry and Esther. Yeah. I want to do a full law of attraction show. We need to do that. Yeah. I think it's on our list. Yeah, I think definitely. we really need to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But one of the things they would say is, all right, so you're not, you know, you're not feeling in the vibration of imagining your perfect life and your perfect relationship and perfect job, and you're not feeling it in your body. Mm-hmm. It can be as simple as just saying, it would be really nice if, Yeah, you know, there's all different kinds of levels that they suggest. So if you're, based on where you're at how dark how low you've gone yeah um but it's it definitely take it's a decision it's yeah. definitely a decision
1: well and you remind me about the power of affirmations you know louise hay and i i used to think affirmations are so dorky like we always talk about um <laughs> Stuart smalley
0: oh no jack J- <laughs>
1: no, well jack Handy. we oh. talk about that you know like there i was walking on a beach and i felt peaceful and then also Stuart smalley you know um I'm um, I'm good enough and people like me or you know whatever and it's like I thought affirmations you know were just I don't know I just never really practiced them and then when I actually started to use them and see oh there I am criticizing myself again or there's the judge judging somebody else again and when I started to change that to a positive thought or especially a positive affirmation affirming something positive oh wait this may be a great episode. Like I always joke around about this, how when I go into a situation, I have this old belief that goes, this is going to suck. And then my affirmation is this may not suck. Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) This may be great. You know, (laughs) it's nice bumper sticker. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So it's like, um, it's just about making little changes and, you know, sometimes a little thought can create such a big change.
0: I often feel like I'm faking myself out, too. I mean, it really is behavioral therapy. It's sort of get rid of all the muck of understanding and undoing the knots and why, 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 and just changing your behavior behavior and acting as if. It's, it's the standard, you know, when people get a great job. And they feel like they're just waiting to get found out as being a complete imposter. And people don't know that they're, you know, um, they don't feel like they're worthy of whatever wh- whatever it is they're stepping into. And this, the uh, suggestion is to act as if, you know, before. And it really is. It's almost like you're if you change your actions and your behaviors, your belief system and your vibration will catch up to it. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah. So what's the takeaway tonight? I think it's just to practice this stuff. it's just to be aware of that negative belief system or the fact that you know maybe you're still choosing things that you're used to and to not beat yourself up up about it. You're doing things that you're used to you, you have the willingness to make a change and maybe you can start practicing that whether it's hanging out with some new people or dating a new girl or going to a new place to have some fun or maybe pick up some hobbies that you forgot about you know things that bring you some joy, instead of things that make you miserable.
0: Yeah. Again, little steps, like we say about a lot of other topics, you know, just doing one nice thing for yourself. We didn't have the time tonight to talk (laughs) about this massage that you were raving about all day today, but that's a really nice way to just do something nice for yourself. That's
1: right. This is the little step show. I just came up with, you know, (laughs) I just came up with a new nickname for the show. And the list is the same every week. That's right. That's right. But yeah, no, it is about that. It was a great massage, by the way. And it wasn't that. No, not that kind of massage. That's a whole other show that, I don't know, maybe we'll get to sometime. Yeah, it wasn't that. But uh, but anyway, yeah, it's like doing little things for yourself, practicing self care rather than self hate. You know, be aware of when you're beating yourself up and stop yourself and be like, whoa, I don't need to do that. I'm coaching myself. I'm parenting myself. I'm I'm a good friend of myself. Let me do something nice for myself. You know,
0: And also to step into it, like you alluded to earlier, it's really not that scary. Sometimes as soon as you give yourself permission to feel the joy, you realize that there's a lot of time where, you know, you would have liked to have done it earlier. It's really not that scary and it's not that hard. Sometimes it's not as disorienting as we think it's going to be.
1: Yeah. It's like, allow yourself, people. Just allow yourself. So with that, please choose pleasure. Don't choose pain. Or try not to. Anyway, with that, this is the end of another episode of the Rob and Callie Show. Always a pleasure to do a show with you, Callie. <laughs> Back and at you, my dear. if you want to learn, uh, learn more about me, you want to get a life coaching session with me, you can go to robk.com. That's K-A-Y-E dot com.
0: And do we talk about checking us out on every on Facebook, Twitter, Yeah, we're all social over the media, place. the Rob and Callie Show. Thanks, everybody, for joining us.
1: Thanks, y'all. Take care.